Hey guys, it's Allie. Welcome to the Mind Paradox, where we will talk about why thoughts are only 10% of the work and discuss the science behind the other 90%. Get ready to meet the higher version of you. Hello and welcome back to the Mind Paradox. I want to say thank you for tuning back in. For those that are new to listening to the Mind Paradox, I want to welcome you personally and say thank you for taking the time to allow yourself to learn new insights and um, new learnings throughout what I have to share and what I have to say. Also, for those that are here uh, listening every Thursday, thank you for your support and sharing. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to really opening up um, your radio. I guess it's not your radio, but like your Spotify, your Apple (laughs) podcast to let me come in and talk to you guys. And today I have a special friend here with me joining me on this episode. Um, This individual has really got me intrigued in several different aspects of when it comes to our relationship with um, ourselves our brain, our mindfulness meditation, and not only that, but our spiritual, but they all relate with our sexual relationship. That's right. You heard me. We're going to dive in into something that a lot of people are not really comfortable to talk about. And some of us are just like really widely open to talk about. And I, why not better best way to bring in my friend Braxton. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. I'll kind of give you guys a little bit of his background. He is an LCSW, which stands for Licensed Clinical Social Worker. He's a sex therapist, and um, he's also a professor at the U, um, and he teaches the courses on human sexuality, which that teaches you a lot about, basically, fill me in here. (laughs) (laughs) Sexual health, uh, when it comes to through the lifespan, as well as uh, the majority of individuals that I teach are all uh, becoming therapists. Mm-hmm. So they're in their master's degree, their final years of becoming a therapist. And we're talking about engaging sexual health while working in mental health. Yeah, and that, that is such a great topic. It has a lot to do with who we are and what we create. And not only that, but he's also uh, the main host for Birds and the Bees podcast. If you guys have not tuned into his podcast, I'd highly recommend. It's so good. He really talks about many different aspects of how to bring uh, sex and how to have a healthy relationship with sex into our lives. So I'll show you guys the link so you guys can take a couple times and check out his podcast. But let's get started to it and dive in into the subject that I'm just really, really excited to open up the floor for, for Braxton here. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. I'm really excited about our conversation we have set up for today. Yes, yes, I totally agree. One of the things that I'm really intrigued to see if you can kind of talk a little bit more about when it comes to, you know, our heart and our brain, they kind of flow to generate blood flow, right? Oh, yeah. And one of the things that we do that for better health, um, it also interprets our sexual activity. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Let's just open up the floor and like how those two come together to create more healthy lifestyle, basically. Absolutely. So when when we uh, one of my favorite sayings is, oh, I guess one of the best questions to ask is what uh, Ali, what, what do you think the biggest sex organ is in the human body? Um, the heart, right? <laughs> it can be one of those. The The main thing is like the heart obviously plays a massive part in sexual experiences. Mm-hmm. There's many parts in the body that do play, but the biggest one is the brain. Well, and it's great that you said that because um, your brain involves everything that we do, right? And oh, yeah. everything that you are, it's part of your brain and what the things that we create and what we don't create 
comes within the brain, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So dive in a little bit for me in the facts of like the brain of the organ, what is so important when it comes to this relationship part. Absolutely. So the reason I like that question and why not many people really know about it is because we're usually thinking about our genitalia and mm-hmm. the, the act of sex. But when people, uh, when we really look into it, it all starts in the brain. We mm-hmm. have um, we have hormones that flow through the brain. We have interpretation of what is sexual, what is not sexual. We have identity, sexual identity. We have so many parts of us and who we are in our brain and how we want to experience and what we find erotic and what we find connecting and what we don't find connecting, mm-hmm. what our brakes are and what our gas pedal is when it comes to wanting to engage in sexual health or Mm -hmm. in sexual experiences. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that tends to um, interrupt that a lot is um, experiencing like mental health issues, such as Mm -hmm. maybe you've got anxiety. Maybe you only have specific anxiety about performing. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe you're experiencing depression um, or that you've got a diagnosis of other things that, that play into how you express yourself sexually. All of them start in the brain and uh, I'd say the majority of people that come to see me that are worried about their sexual performance or they feel like they want to engage in, um, in increasing their desire, mm-hmm. we typically start with what is happening in your mind when you start thinking of sex. Mm, that is so, so important because it kind of leads up to, it's a process, right? It oh, yeah. leads on to the next aspect of where are we going and where we heading when it comes to that intimate relationship with ourselves mm-hmm. um we are kind of born into the society that suppress this part of our of who we are oh, right yeah. when it comes especially like religion i think that's one of the things that really keep us away from like experiencing our body and like all those things that those suggestions that we add from a very young age and like what to call our parts and like when you touch them and stuff like that you know what I mean yeah definitely the the hard part about the religion aspect is it's mostly around beliefs mm-hmm. religion obviously has a, f- a finite set of beliefs especially the more orthodox that you get mm-hmm. um, if you're more orthodox Christian Catholic Judaism LDS um, any of those have specific specific standards of how to act and that involves sexuality too mm-hmm. Even if someone is, say, atheist, but their parents are saying, you don't have sex until you're married, or you don't engage in sexual actions until blank, Mm -hmm. then uh, that same belief system can be just as harmful in the sense of, oh, I'm not allowed to, this is a part of me that I'm not allowed to explore until a certain time. Mm -hmm. And then typically through society, we're not getting very much education about it. So there's a lot of misnomers and a lot of uh, misinformation out there about what sexuality means for us and we don't really get much of a chance to describe it for ourselves Mm -hmm. yeah what do you think is that the fact that we're just kind of is a subject that we just pushed it outside that we're just like we don't want to talk about it or we just feel embarrassed to address it or even feel comfortable to express it so this is um you're asking a question that uh, i think is really important and i have my own opinions on it one of the uh the opinions that i have so this isn't based on any research that uh, that I'm aware of as of right now. But what I typically have seen is in society, sex has been something that um, has been used for control. Mm-hmm. Um, we see that with, uh, with rape, with um, even earlier on in, um, in life or early on in, in uh, history, we were experiencing um, sex as a way to bring children into the world as well as that was a way that, uh, that, patriarchy or men were typically seen as like power power and things along those lines and that came around the penis and 
mm-hmm. um, and sexual expression, sexual conquest, if you will. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time when we are looking at, uh, at our sexual selves now, um, some of the issues that, uh, that tend to come up are if you're, if you're in a place that you feel that, uh, that you can take over someone's sexuality or you can control and tell someone what to do, um, you really can, can take over and take control of someone's experience in a lot of different ways. I mean, we mm-hmm. have specific parts of us that are just innate where we are hungry, we need connection, mm-hmm. um, we need to breathe, we need water, and then not to live, we don't need sex, but sex is a very part, is a, is a reason why we're all here, why the human race continues. And so mm-hmm. it's vital for the continuation of our species. While it may not be the vital for life, mm-hmm. um, but it's also something that if you can tell anybody, um, you shouldn't do this or you can do that, or right. only under these cir- circumstances you can do this or this or this, right. you typically can start to control um, how a person feels and acts and you can create a lot of shame or a lot of acceptance around sexuality. So it really takes on its own life in a lot of ways. Right. It's almost like it's a own little like cycle of to understand of where really that sexuality comes from and how it's gathered within the things that, you know, I think when you think about that subject and yes, it's a sensitive subject and a lot of people are not really open to talk about it. And they're just like, why are we talking about this? Or mm-hmm. I think we we'll also see it like, it's wrong or we see it that it's not that's not something that we should be focusing on or whatever but one thing that I've learned you know especially in the realm and the path that I'm heading is it's like it's an important part of who we are oh yeah getting to know ourselves deeply in the aspect of spiritual right connecting the spiritual aspect of who we are in ascending into evolving and creating right has to do a lot of our sex organs and it's a lot of energy oh yeah great it's a lot of energy so (laughs) I really want to talk to you more about like the aspect of suppressing the sex when it comes to spiritual and like manifesting and evolving and it's a mindful experience. So like in your experience, what have you been able to see from that? So bringing spirituality into it, I think it's important that we that we identify what we mean by spirituality because it it can be used so much when it um, when it comes to religion mm-hmm. or when it comes to um, uh, spirituality means so so many different things to to different people. Mm-hmm. So when w- just putting it out here on this podcast as I'm talking about spirituality, I'm talking about something bigger than you, mm-hmm. um, something that you feel connection with that is maybe outside of you or maybe internal. Um, uh, you know, someone that uh, that may identify as atheist or universe or even a part of a, a religion can say that they're that they experience spirituality. And in this, when it comes to sexual experiences, <coughs> what, uh, what I do find interesting is that um, there was a therapist that, uh, that I got really close with before she passed away a couple of years ago. Uh, her name was Gina Ogden. Mm-hmm. And she was all about integrating the mind, the body, the spirit, and, and, uh, and, and bringing them all together. And um, she did a lot of research, especially towards women's sexuality back in, mm-hmm. I want to say it was the late 60s, early 70s. So it was like right cutting edge. She's, mm-hmm. uh, she's a phenomenal person. And um, she was asking women about their sexual experiences and was getting back a lot of this. What does it mean to, for you to have a, a positive sexual experience? And some were reporting like in this moment, uh, in the moment of ecstasy or in the moment of having an orgasm or just being close, they may say, oh, God, or, 
this this sensation of uh, of oneness or pulsing or mm-hmm. there was a lot of these external sensations that were going on for these women and as she was researching this she found that most people are experiencing what they would identify as a very spiritual experience mm-hmm. and so when we take into this uh, um, take this into consideration there's a lot more happening than just the exchange of body fluids and and sensations through nerve endings mm-hmm. there's connection there is purpose there's for whatever reason that may be, each person mm-hmm. has their own purpose for or not right. engaging in a sexual experience. Yeah, and that's it. It gives you more. There's just not just a physical like aspect, and it's not just a physical attraction. There's a lot more that goes into that, and I think that's one thing that I've discovered in the last couple of year that I've been researching about, like all of this when it comes to really diving in and your sexuality into your own right like Mm -hmm. for me it was one of the things that like I had to rediscover of who I am internally as a woman Mm -hmm. you know and I think men and women are completely different of the things that they want and we have a different thinking of different aspects of what a man should do and what a man or a woman should do and then there's two Mm -hmm. different psychological thinking (laughs) but when you think in the spiritual level right when you're thinking about um, everything that is happening in our minds and everything that's happening in our heart how those two are combined to have a, such a magnificent experience mm-hmm. and be able to just like feel that connection right because i for me i started seeing this part of like i don't just spend my time with anybody yeah. right there's a lot of like i think it goes the, along the lines with there's a lot of energy that somebody else is carrying and when you open up that realm to be vulnerable with someone like that mm-hmm. you're really bringing in their energy as well totally right yeah mm-hmm. the the thing that's, um, um, as you were talking just a little bit ago, the the reasoning for why women and men engage in sex. There's a fascinating research experience where people are asked, why do you engage in sex? Mm-hmm. And the top 10 came in just about the same for men and women. Mm-hmm. It was fascinating to see that people want to engage in connection. Mm-hmm. They want to fall asleep. They want to, so there's there's a big range of why you would yeah. engage in sex. Um, um, and some of that is to, to really, like I said, that feel that connection, to have an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see it move across these different experiences from mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Mm-hmm. And I think it's real important that in any scenario that you're at in your lifetime, sex is going to play a specific role. Mm. The way that I hear you talking right now is that the, the sexual exploration that you've been exploring has been very spiritual for you Mm -hmm. and that you really want, uh, you know, connection when, when you engage in that. Well, some of the listeners, some of your listeners may be listening in and going like, yeah, I, I'm really cool with just going to the bar, picking up somebody. And I, I really like the physical sensation of that. And I don't really want to like connect on a big way or not. And some people are like, no, I hear you girl. Like I want to, I want that connection. I want to be with someone or I just really feel sexually turned on when someone can engage with me in a, in a mental dialogue. And each person can experience sexuality and it can shift and move through all those. Um, And it's, especially when we're talking on the spiritual realm of things, a lot of people report more connection when there's more spiritual connection Mm -hmm. and more emotional connection. And that's not to say the other levels of connection, whether you're just saying, I just purely want physical. I want to have an orgasm. I want to have someone to have sex with me. And then I want them to leave. Mm -hmm. That's not wrong. That's not bad. A lot of people will typically report that that um, is if they're wanting to experience that they can. And then as we get towards um, 
more connection long-term um, experiences, we'll start to see more um, relationships that, that have more some, some more commitment to them, mm-hmm. um, especially when, we getting, when we're getting into older age as well, that there's actual like an increase in sexual pleasure because right. of the understanding of the other person, mm-hmm. because of that spiritual connection that they, that, they re- that they will report. So it's fascinating to see what and how we as humans express and how we express ourselves in the spiritual right, realm. Right. And I think you nailed it right in the point where you mentioned like where you are in your life, you're going to desire different traits of kind of the sexuality of where you're opening it up. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, I've done a lot of work on myself or where I want to be at and what, like not just specifically for ascending in that purpose, but like I get that. Right. Like my, my relationships are completely different of where I was like probably five years ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> For that same purpose, because like you like it's diff- different type of realms that you're inside in your body. Right. You're mm-hmm. in different levels and ascending in different ways. And mm-hmm. that kind of leads me back to the point of we talked about the four wheel, the four dimensional wheel. Right. Yeah. And that leads on to spirituality. Yes. And that has to do a lot of like creating and like being able to evolve to different areas and like manifest different aspects of who you want to be. Yeah. Can you explain us a little bit more about the four dimensional wheel? Yes, absolutely. So the four dimensional wheel was Hey, I, I, I hesitate to say created because she didn't necessarily create the wheel mm-hmm. because this is a, a, a shaman practice. Mm-hmm. It's a, you, you would see it in Native American culture. You see it in, in other shamanistic practices of essentially having a medicine wheel. Mm-hmm. So you have four different quadrants. And um, the quadrant, uh, you'd have spiritual quadrant, mental quadrant, physical quadrant, and emotional quadrant. Mm-hmm. And then you have in the center where they all combine and, and join together where they, they merge. Mm-hmm. And um, the working with the wheel, um, being able to explore. So when, when I'm working with someone in the wheel to explore the different aspects of their sexual experiences in the wheel, we're typically being introduced into what aspects these bring up and how they show up in, in each person's life. So, for example, um, someone may be experiencing a lot of stress about mm-hmm. their um, about their performance in sex, mm-hmm. they they kind of find themselves not wanting to engage with uh, with a partner because they are worried about not not being good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that situation brings us over to the mental side of things. Am I good enough? Questions that get brought up. Mm-hmm. My thoughts. Am I am I good enough? Am I doing right? Am I doing this okay? Um, am I accepted? What's right? What's wrong? kind of cognitively experiencing mm-hmm. the the mental side of it if we go over into the physical then with all those wording in the in in the mind may, maybe they're if they're a male-bodied individual you might find that they're losing an erection mm-hmm. before or not able to obtain an erection during sexual experiences when they really want to mm-hmm. so physically it's manifesting in that way where the anxiety is not allowing for it to be a very sexual experience mm-hmm. it's more of a threatening one and then moving over to the emotional side, you know, maybe they've had some experiences in the past where they've been really hurt. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of emotional pain that gets involved there. Maybe sex is very emotionally painful. And then moving into the spiritual side of things, um, what uh, what does this mean overall for you? Maybe it does mean that if you can't be a loving partner that's that's sexually um, adventurous or a se- mm-hmm. or that can actively get an erection, maybe this means that uh, that you're broken. Mm-hmm. What does this mean for you connecting with others, with connecting with nature, with connecting with deity? Um, 
and how how has that shown up in your experience and then we get to go through each one of those experiences in the wheel and and help them see how they're interacting with each other to ultimately combine to what the experience is that the person's having Mm -hmm. so it's not just one experience it's not hierarchical that we start in the mind but once you get out of the mind then you get up into the spirit it's it's a flow Mm. sexuality is very flowy that's right yeah Yeah. oh and that's the thing is like we want to create that flow that state of flow where like things just come so easily and so natural and just you just kind of get that in right once Mm -hmm. you stay into that flow it's just kind of things that start progressing and evolving and you're just starting feeling a different way Mm -hmm. so one thing that i really like it's like treat your mind right treat your body right treat your brain right and everything else will just kind of flow into the right direction in this way right like yeah. just kind of the w- the way that you kind of start aligning just like mental mind emotion and spirit just as they go then you just kind of it's a cycle right kind of mm-hmm. bring it back into the flow but i think we put so much pressure and we have like you mentioned you yes. have so much anxiety to whether it perform or what it will look like or like what how to please another person yes oh that was you know? so much yeah 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 and it kind of just gives us that like thought of like rather than just enjoying and go with the flow like we really put in that essence of we're just kind of like putting that pressure and stuff right we're, we stop yeah. ourselves it's like we're creating those i think in the world of personal development uh we create those limitations that were never there absolutely especially yeah. when we're looking into the thought that uh, that you're alluding to which is not having self-acceptance mm-hmm. we're not accepting ourselves. we're trying to be someone or be something else right because we don't think that we're normal or we Mm -hmm. don't think that we're good enough or someone told us something that maybe is making it that's holding us back a little bit. right right i think it does i think that also plays a lot into like really being vulnerable with yourself first before like really opening that that part of who you are with anyone else yeah right yeah i think it really takes uh being that vulnerable to know like not just like Plushing yourself, but it does more into like, what do you want? What connections do you want to have? Yeah, it goes more more deeper than just like, well, I just want to have that physical touch, which is great. We all want that. Mm-hmm. We all want to have that. And you mentioned it. It's just more of looking where you are in your life and where you're heading, and where you want to go towards. Like, what are some of the things that you want? I think we just always reflect back to what does the other person need yep yep that comes up a lot especially when we get to um what's frequently known as duty sex Mm. um Mm -hmm. and this this will happen for a lot of individuals this happens to men this happens to women Mm -hmm. Uh, this happens to lgbt individuals it happens to yeah it it can happen with anybody Mm -hmm. but this duty sex um we find ourselves kind of lost in the the side of it doesn't really matter what I want. Mm-hmm. It's It only matters to save a relationship or to do it because that's what I was told I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And we, we kind of miss it. We have a disconnection of what it is that, uh, that you really want as a person. Mm-hmm. And the more in touch we can get with what you do want, why do you engage in a sexual experience? Mm. When you engage in a sexual experience, what is it you want mm-hmm. to experience? Uh, the more you can, like you were saying earlier, the more that you can help design that. What do I want? What don't I want? Right. What What are the barriers that make me not want that? Mm-hmm. What are the things that make me do want that? Mm-hmm. The more that you can recognize that in yourself and allow yourself to build up your sexual energy, your um, 
your, the environment around you that helps you feel uh, more comfortable to express those sexual energies, mm-hmm. um, the more you can really get in touch with what what helps you feel good and what helps you feel the, the way that you want to feel. Right. I think it also has to do with that communication with yourself and the communication with your partner. Oh, yeah. Right? I think you build that that trust to be able to open up and say, this is what it is, yeah. and this is what I'm looking, and this is what I want, but... Again, it gives you that vulnerability to open up and oh. like, hey, you know, it's just like how are they going to see me or what they're going to say about me. It yeah. is so vulnerable mm-hmm. to have someone to share what they would like and what they um, and what's important to them sexually is I think it's one of the most vulnerable things you can do in mm-hmm. all honesty. And the thing is, is there's so many expectations of how it's supposed to be like. We all think, okay, I shouldn't say we all think, but it's a common practice to think that uh, um, sex needs to revolve around the genitals. Mm -hmm. And a sexual experience can be something, in fact, a very very connecting and beautiful experience. It could be very sexual in nature as well, is a massage. Mm -hmm. Um, If a partner wants to receive a back massage, say a naked back massage, but doesn't want to engage in penetrative sex, Mm -hmm. that is still and can be a very sexual experience for both partners, Mm -hmm. connecting, intimate, uh, sensual. All of that can build and build connection and explore that. And so many people think you want a massage. You don't want genital stimulation. Why don't you want genital stimulation? That's not really sex, is it? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no base for... The, a back massage is that short stop is that like who knows what yeah. <laughs> people keep trying to <laughs> figure out exactly if you know they they talk about it in the form of baseball or they talk about in the mm-hmm. form of how uh how you're supposed to react and uh and essentially um have sex mm-hmm. but if you can respond and respect your partner and saying you know i really want to feel close to you can we make out on the couch and just be with each other for right now right. i don't want i don't really want to engage in penetrative sex tonight can we engage this way and if we can step into that and be like yeah let's bring on that connection Mm -hmm. you're more likely to experience more connection in that way which opens up more doors and vulnerability to be able to express yourself sexually through penetrative sex through non-penetrative sex through many many other ways there's a lot more to sex than just where you put a penis or don't put a penis or where you put a vulva or don't put a vulva I think that's like a really good point that you bring out. I think we're just wired to think this way, right? We've been in the mindset of this is the way that sexual intimacy is rather than yeah. saying it like, oh, just a simple like you're saying just making out on the couch and having a good time. Like that's another way to connect and another way to just kind of create that intimacy with each other. But mm-hmm. I think we've really been not just placing it on TV or placing it in social media or anything like that, but we really just put in this thought that sex has to be a certain way oh absolutely have you ever seen a james bond movie where james bond <laughs> makes out on the couch and says hey that was really fun right, right. <laughs> that was it <laughs> right like that's it are you kidding me <laughs> exactly that is what that's the societal norm there right no it ends in mutual <laughs> orgasms yeah. it ends in penetrative sex and um it shows just the masculinity of right. james bond yeah. or name any other movie in most sex scenes it is it is very much 
there is a way that we are formulated. A lot of people want to put that towards, you know, pornography and right. say like, oh, it's just right. pornography. Yes, pornography plays a huge part in this. So does mainstream media, mm-hmm. TV shows, movies, music videos. What are we in? We're indoctrinated with right. what a sexy body looks like, right? How we're supposed to express ourselves, mm-hmm. what girls are supposed to want, what boys are supposed to want, how you're supposed to act if you're a gay man, if you're a lesbian, if you are in a heterosexual couple. We are inundated with how we're supposed to act sexually right. and how much. And if you Google, I have this happen all the time. Couples are constantly coming in and saying, "How often should we be having sex?" Mm. Saw a Reddit post and it says three times a week. <laughs> Google says normal? twice a week. <laughs> so tell her that uh, that we're supposed to have sex twice a week, right, Braxton? Right? That's what we're paying you for, so that we can do this. And uh, most the people, the more the merrier, right? <laughs> the more the merrier. You have to. You got to be on my side, right? Google said so. And Google knows it all. <laughs> Google knows it all. Oh, and and they uh, some people have gotten frustrated with me when I was like, well, it's something you guys get to put together. It's like, no, man. <laughs> Just tell me what to do. Just tell just tell her to have sex with me more. Just tell him to have sex with me more. And yeah, there's there's so much more to it, but we are we're indoctrinated mm-hmm. just by being human and living in America in if you go to Europe, it's going to be different there. If you right. go to any other place in the world, they, we all have our sexual norms. Right. But as we're talking about here in America, North America, things like that, we typically will see a lot of uh indoctrination or in um, or exposure to how we're supposed to be as a sexual person Mm -hmm. and I think one of the strongest most spiritual explore exploration someone can do is to identify what do I want Mm, yeah and how do I express that how do I own that and how do I really accept that for myself to go I'm okay right I can love this part of my sexuality and that is okay Right. And that is incredibly, like, so powerful to understand because th- you're shutting out the r- outside resources, right? Yeah. You're taking out everybody else that it's kind of the same thing. It's like people come in and ask you, like, what do I do? Like, stop listening to everybody else and start listening to what you want. Yes. I think it really starts into, like, well, what is it that you want? Because we put in this, like, little box of a mindset of, well, I like I read this or I heard this or I have to look like this in order for him to be attracted to me or I have to be a certain way. It's like you don't have to when it comes to like kind of something when it comes to like what I've learned so far. And I know I have a lot more to 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 understand and like learn when it comes to the subject because I'm like starting to get more passionate about it <laughs> is to really understand more of like all the things that are surrounding and all the things that are going on around us like truly it's just like stop listening to everybody else like stop stop telling like what really sex is because there's there's so many different ways to sex and so many different realms of what it is Mm -hmm. like you know like we're so used to seeing the men in in its own element right the 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 masculine aspect what about the feminine what about the women like the women are like powerful too like why can we not see that side of the woman? Like, we've seen the complete opposite, right? Yeah. That's the one thing that a lot of women, and one thing that I've noticed, it's like, I recently read a book that really shift, shift my my perspective when it came to, like, my femininity power uh-huh. of, like, the way that I can manifest through that intimacy with myself, right? And being understanding that, that it's just like, we've been brainwashed, basically, to think that men holds all the power when it comes to intimacy mm-hmm. and it's 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 a joke <laughs> <laughs> well 
Well, it comes down <laughs> Come to on, masculine is seen as power, right. feminine is seen as submissive, right? Exactly. It's dominance versus submission. Right. Um, which, I mean, historically, you, you, you do see the dominance versus the submission. You see this versus... It, it goes to the yin-yang, right. which I really like. The yin-yang is right. not a, a massive part of, you know, the black and then just oh. a little bit of white because the black one's better than the other. No, it's it's a continual moving source and one is within the other and one is within the other and then together they create the yin yang that is where this masculine feminine energy can definitely come into play where it's not better to be man Mm -hmm. it's not better to be woman and unity between partners is where people are typically going so Mm -hmm. if you are man and man if you're woman and woman if you're man female or male female or you've got multiple partners Mm -hmm. uh, polyamorous or anything anything along those lines that you can engage yourself and accept and and explore that other side of you and Mm -hmm. that other side of your partner that you do not have to be a certain way every single time just because you are born masculine or born uh, as a, a male body person does not mean that you have to feel and continually show dominance in a sexual experience Mm owning and engaging your own feminine energy your own feminine aspects of submission and and uh emotion and thought and uh, like being able to engage it in all these different quadrants is so important right and same with female individuals uh, female bodied individuals it being in a space where you're like well i can only be submissive i can't really ask for what i want because mm-hmm. that wouldn't be ladylike that would be right. that would make me a slut that would do you know whatever it may be being able to own what you want and having some dominant energy involved in that too and finding your masculine side that 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 is all encompassing mm-hmm. it's all encompassing right and I, you have a point it's like creating that balance of you know like me as a woman like i'm exploring like also my masculine side right yeah i'm exploring like my feminine side and my masculine side and combining those two is creating creating that balance so to be able to create more and be able to send that energy to that person that you know want to be able to bring in that vulnerable time right because yeah. you you said it in the port whether you have multiple partners or whether you have one partner that's a lot of energy that you're sharing that yeah. creates a lot of balance yeah right and it has a lot it gives you more and kind of leads on to like every time i think about it right whatever you put your mind in the wrong state it's going to be wrong for your sex life, mm. right? Yeah, you can <laughs> so, if you put your mind in the wrong state. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, exactly. And I was like, and it kind of goes into like the wrong things that you're feeding to your brain, the wrong things that you're feeding to your sex life, mm. and I think those two co- co-create with each other so well because of like, so for example, like you you know this probably more too as well when it comes to the chakras, right? Mm. And aligning like our spiritual and our sacral chakra and like our heart chakra, how those are two so powerful mm-hmm. um, of who we are as humans because they, they make us part of that our energy and be able to feel that sensation and that spark and that connection. Yeah. And so it gives you more of like that spiritual aspect, like that spiritual realm. And it feels like it's almost like out of a world experience, out of your body experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much it can be. I think the only thing that, uh, that I would encourage is I typically, I'd say the majority of my job is helping people move from binary, which is the good and bad wrong and right to unique Mm. the the spectrum there's all this movement in between because what is right for you Mm -hmm. may not be as right for me what is wrong for you may may feel more right to me 
and maybe it feels right to me, but then I need to shift my thinking. I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe I need to change some of my thoughts or my emotions or whatever it may be. Because we're in this fluid movement, mm-hmm. um, we want to take out judgment as much as possible. The more we can take out judgment and we can actually just look at what we are experiencing and what we want non-judgmentally, right. the more we can really say, is this what, does this, f- does this feed me? Does this sit well with me? Is this what mm-hmm. I want? Mm-hmm. Um, the main, I would say, I'll, I'll ask you a question. I'm interested in what you what you think <laughs> um, about this. But uh, um, what do you think the number one question I get from individuals and couples about sex? What do you think the number one question might be? How often should I be having sex? Oh, that's that's probably number two. Actually. Oh, that's yeah, that's really <laughs> close enough. <laughs> that's that's actually really yep. How often should I be having sex? That is so. Oh man, yeah, you nailed it on that one. <laughs> the the number one I get though would be am I normal? And that's just mm. a variant of what you just Interesting. said. Yeah. Am I normal? Yeah. And that comes into everything that we're talking about right now. Right. Yeah. Am I normal? Braxton, am I normal? Braxton, I really like this type of thing. And this is kind of on a fetish side. Like, am I normal? Hmm. Braxton, I really don't want to have sex that often. Am I normal? Yeah. I, there's, there's this whole spectrum there in everyone. When we say, I read this book and I looked at this article and I did this and I did that and how often this all these questions come up typically people are looking for am I normal Mm. or is this abnormal can I be accepted Mm. and the more that you can accept yourself and the more that you can continue to remind yourself I am normal Mm -hmm. with a lot of these uh, looking at it going hey it's important that you take into consideration consent Mm -hmm. that you take into consideration non-exploitation that you are um, seeking for mutual pleasure and uh and connection right if you're looking at those uh that these levels of sexual health and you're you're looking at your partner or partners um in a way that they can experience those as well mm-hmm. that you're going to be in a a place that you can really find out what is normal for you mm. and what is your experience what right. you want and what your partners want and there's there's no wrong in that Mm -hmm. there's just you yeah i think that's so beautiful that you said that it's like being one with you and accepting all areas of your life accepting all areas of what it comes with right like this fetish or those like desires i think the mind is 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 built to kind of give those those desires and once we put it in there it just wants it to keep it bring it back in there right it's like it's like right in the frontal lobe it's putting that placement of the judgment of what is going to happen we're just planning it ahead right are they yeah. going to see me because i like this are they going to see me wrong right mm-hmm. but then you got to ask ask start asking us ourselves that question is like well who are the others that are seeing me if i'm not seeing myself as acceptable there you go right i think that's a huge question to ask ourselves inside where you nailed it right in there like am i pleasing myself or am i pleasing others Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What am I? What am I doing this for? And I would say that uh, the LGBTQ plus community um, has to look at this, or typically looks at this, much more than I would say the heterosexual community mm-hmm. has to. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it'd be, it's more of on the lines of sexual privilege, essentially, because if you are growing up in, say, well, we're in Utah, so you're <laughs> growing up in maybe Southern Utah, <laughs> or you're in Utah County, or or someplace out here, but you're. Uh, you identify and you're noticing there's a change within you and you're like oh my gosh i think i'm attracted to the same sex Mm -hmm. or that uh i'm experiencing something in in the um the rainbow of the lgbtq plus um experience Mm -hmm. 
and you're like, uh, this is a little bit different than the heteronormative culture that I've been told. Right. All of a sudden, you have to start exploring within yourself, what does this mean for me? Mm-hmm. Do I stay closeted? Do I come out to some people? Do I try and push this down? How is this normal? And as they explore within themselves and really start to own, who am I? Who am I? Mm-hmm. There is so much power within that. Mm-hmm. And I think the number one, uh, one of the hardest things that, uh, that our society gives is it doesn't give enough space for, for people to really explore what that what it means to for them to be a sexual being we we typically just assign mm-hmm. oh you're you're female so it's this is labels, what your characteristics right? are you're male and this is what your characteristics are um and if we as as a society we're able to to ask ourselves the questions that a lot of these lgbtq plus individuals um typically find themselves asking um of being able to go who what do i want what's my sexuality look like why mm-hmm. do i desire this and is this what I want to keep and maintain mm-hmm. um, you get to explore that in such a beautiful way right yeah yeah and I think that's like it goes along the lines of like acceptance right and yeah. that also too kind of leads me into suppressing the sex and suppressing those feelings and the emotions because mm-hmm. later on they lead on to like like the problems that were not there that just all, all of a sudden generate those and suppressing that can you tell us a little bit more of what it's like the process of suppressing the feelings because it creates a lot of anxiety of like I want to have sex but I can't have it or I just feel it and just putting suppressing suppressing it creates layers layers of emotions yes and you're asking a question that that, uh, that goes really near and dear to my heart in all honesty because I see this weekly <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and I also went through it myself as, uh, as I was growing up mm-hmm. so the the suppression of sexual experiences um, and what I what I typically see, so this is not by no means. I don't want this to be be uh, calling out religion by by any means. But the example is so well put in Orthodox religious experiences, such mm-hmm. as um, I have this part of myself. I'm expressing myself through masturbation. Mm-hmm. Typically, I'm seeing that masturbation, mm-hmm. and I don't want to. The reason being, I have values, mm-hmm. and these values have been either given to me by a religion or by my parents or I, I hold them true to myself. So it's not to demean anyone that uh, that is experiencing that. It's just saying um, you have a value system and our values come in conflict with, uh, with our sexual expression. Mm-hmm. And when your values are coming in conflict with your sexual expression, a, a big response to that has typically been to, to push down the sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so, so difficult. Because when you're when you're wanting to stop something that is that is so natural, such as mas- masturbation, um, it's really really difficult to decide if I'm going to take this out of my life, and I want to, but I have a hard time doing so, and then I'm going to beat myself up and feel really guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a pass fail, and frequently you fail. Mm. So if you are, you know, say you say you go, I've worked with people that uh, that would masturbate once every six months and uh, and feel just severe depression afterwards, mm-hmm. feeling like they failed themselves and they failed God and they failed, you know, the spiritual aspect of them and their goals, mm-hmm. failed a partner. Um, and it's, it is the distress is so painful. It's painful to watch. It's painful to be a part of it's painful to experience. 
and that's that in of itself is where the the danger kind of lies in suppressing ourselves so much that we want to say no to this completely i know that we have um say someone that that says that they don't want to express themselves sexually until marriage mm-hmm. they're typically talking about having an orgasm mm-hmm. what are what are ways that we can engage especially when we're talking youth or or uh, um, adults what how can we engage our sexual experience that may not involve the genitalia how do you start to identify who you're attracted to maybe what sexual touches you do like um, maybe what non-genital sexual touch you do like mm-hmm. we, we don't want to shut off sexuality and a lot of people will will come up and say that they want that mm-hmm. I have a hard time not looking at pornography i wish i could just shut this side off of me and it's mm-hmm. like that is a massive part of you to shut off it's, mm-hmm. it's a big part of who, what makes you you and if we're shutting off a massive part of what makes you you it makes it really difficult um when you do want to engage it we've either successfully shut it off and it doesn't turn on and off like a switch mm-hmm. or um, we felt so much shame and guilt about not following through with our goals throughout life that uh w- with our sexual goals that um when partnered sex or when you do right. engage in a sexual experience, um, you end up feeling more shame, more guilt, um, experience that anxiety. Your head comes in. You're like, I right. shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, now it's okay. I just said I do. And now we can have sex. Like, I've been saying no for 20 years. Contradicting me. What is happening? <laughs> yes. well, and that's, that's, you, have, you bring a good point because sex releases um, chemicals within us that generates us energy that generates us with the excitement and it generates like different type of chemicals and so as we are releasing releasing those i can speak english (laughs) um it creates a different type of perspective right Mm -hmm. so when you're like let's say for example i want to meet some goals right and you bring the aspect of bringing sex into the mix it releases a different kind of chemicals in your brain and you start acting differently and that's one thing that i was fascinated to understand was like you can actually use sex to your advantage oh yeah use sex in the positive reframe you know like you know the more i have sex the better more money i make yeah that's a wonderful belief to have that's one of my beliefs (laughs) just so you guys know (laughs) what's that tiktok thing that's going on right now every time you have sex put a dollar in uh in an envelope and oh, at the yeah. end of the year, you know, <laughs> buy your partner something fun or <laughs> Yeah, something like that. You could do something along those lines. But I think that's something that it just kinda creating the mindset of having a healthy relationship with yourself and also a healthy relationship with your partner. But it's kinda one of those things that when you do it's here's the thing that you can totally correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um right, we've seen it in a such a guilt way and you've seen it that we suppress it like almost when We've seen in a way like, oh, if we have, if we have sex, it's going to be looked at wrong or it's going to be like, I should not be doing this or like the wrong thoughts are going to be in your mind. Right. Yes. But what if we start seeing it in a way that is just more positive and affirmative for you? Like it's one of those things that kind of cultivate the right aspect and the right mindset yeah. to really bring in and nurture this part of your life because you can it, it's. There's certain chemicals that you release, mm-hmm. right? When Absolutely. you are in that intimate with yourself with another one. Mm-hmm. And like, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So you're, I, I love the way that you're going with this. It goes in a couple different levels. If we're going top level listeners right now saying, yes, I want to, I want to, you know, be my sexual self and I'm going to just 
do what I need, you know, what yeah. I want, and I'm I'm going to not be shameful on myself. That would be surface level, and I think that's a great step. Right. The next level down is to really start piecing apart what are my beliefs and my values? Because mm-hmm. I'm not on, on, you know, on the podcast to shame anyone for saying, hey, I've got a religious belief or a religious value. Right. That is something you hold true to yourself. And I think that that's important for you and those values Absolutely. that you do hold. Yes, I agree. That does involve that um, a little bit more work in how you're going to balance those goals. Right. And, uh, and those values with your sexuality. So you're not just saying yes or no. Again, the binary. You're not saying right, wrong but you're getting into what is and is not okay and what what best supports you. And then on a deep level, we're looking at the society as a whole needs to make a massive change mm-hmm. because as much as we are saying, hey, yeah, let's let's be our sexual self and let's just like sex is okay and you know, dopamine's awesome and right. like we love everyone loves a dopamine hit. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a negative thing. Societally has said, yes, but yeah. It is a problem if you do this, 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 or this. Mm-hmm. And so we need to make a change on the societal level. And a lot of that we've all internalized because we all grew up in it. We're, we're not right. we're not immune to the belief systems right. and the patterns and what's okay and what's not okay. Um, and so if you're in a spot where you're um, in a place that you would like to make changes, or say you're, you're a person that's like, yeah, I hear you talking, Braxton, and you just told me that masturbation's great and I should just be like okay with it because there's research out the wazoo about how it's great for your body mm-hmm. and it's great for sleep and it helps with so many things physically, but I don't believe I want to go down that road because I'm afraid I would lose control. Mm. If that is a feeling that you've got or you're saying I, I'm afraid I'll lose control or my uh, my religious beliefs say that I'm not supposed to, I'm supposed to control that as much as possible, and I want to follow that. Right. I honor you. I think that's important for you. And that would involve being able to maybe go in to see a therapist. It's something I do with people all the time, exploring what their sexual health plan, what mm-hmm. their sexual health goals are, mm-hmm. so that they can really become and understand what is going to be best for them in a religious context, right. out of a religious context, but really what is your sexual health look like and what is best for you, right. again, under the confines of consent, mutual pleasure, and uh, and being able to experience connection and, and pleasure in, in your sexual experiences. Mm-hmm. You can do those, and you're the one that gets to decide what is going to be best for you in your situation. Right, and uh, you, you you put it right in the in the spot where it's like kind of where you are in your life, right? Like, like I've kind of understand, like, religion and spiritual are two different things. Um, when you're in the, the spiritual realm, you're leaving this the aspect of religion of like following the book right and in mm. more of like the spiritual you're kind of more into different realms of your own how do i put it into words <laughs> <laughs> like your like your own high higher power your own higher divine and it can be whatever that means to you and your in your your own direction right it could be mm. for whoever it's kind of you're saying like your religion and forever who is, is listening that is farther out from the religion that could be in a different path it's where the path you are, right? Where are you heading? Where you are? And one of the things that I focus to is what I do. It's really diving into those beliefs and yeah. really telling in the people like, well, what are your values? Taking a look inside of your values with your relationships and your values about sex really reframes everything of what we do day to day. Because most of the time, I wouldn't say most of the time, but a lot of the time we're always in the back of our head, sex is in there. We're always yeah. thinking about it. And so it's one of the things that is just like, what are your values about it? 
how do you feel about it and like what would happen if you go this route what wouldn't happen if you didn't and it really goes into like having that intimacy not just like pleasure but like having that intimacy to be vulnerable to ask yourself those questions yeah to are your beliefs passed down to you are your beliefs something that you experience like did you create those values based on somebody else's values Mm -hmm. so it really goes into it's like I can go on and talk about this forever yes. with the subject. <laughs> right. Right. And then if you decide that you do want to maintain those values. Right. There's, there is, there is a lot to be said about those that uh, say that they, they take the Bible or the Book of Mormon or the Quran or the Torah mm-hmm. to be there. Uh, that is where their spirituality is. It's like, no, I, I'm not, I'm not the higher power. God is the higher power. Right. Great. What is your relationship with that higher power? Exactly. And how does that higher power that has created you, that has given you the sexual part of you, how do we see that as a blessing Mm -hmm. more than a curse? Right. If you're doing this more of like the way that you've talked about, I love the way that you described your your experience or the way that people can explore this and like, what is my higher power? What is is good for me? That's beautiful. Being able to to merge the two of them. I, I work with a lot of people like, I'm in religion, but also I've got my spiritual side. I've got people that are out of religion and and into their spiritual aspects and some that are very devout in religion and saying this is how this works but I also want to accept myself and yeah. we work on how God Christ Buddha <laughs> how does all how does everyone D's yeah the you know depending on <laughs> depending on who and what your religious uh, beliefs and values are yeah. how that acceptance is um, and that happens with you and Right. your higher power that's that's the spiritual component mm-hmm. that's the beautiful part if, if you're the higher power and you have a higher space how do you connect with that mm-hmm. if it's god if it's buddha if it's oneness with the universe how do you connect with that right. and then find out your path mm-hmm. i love that so much and thank you so much for really taking the time and coming in here with us and express what you've learned what you've studied um to really kind of give another perspective of really what sexual relationship with ourselves is and just think i really appreciate your time oh absolutely it's been so much fun having you here (laughs) (laughs) i could talk about this for hours too and i i just love it so i I appreciate you bringing the topic to there that sex is very spiritual and that uh that's something we can always be looking at um creating more connection with yes i agree thank you thank you so much i um you guys seriously like i'm so blessed to have this individual in my life you guys need to really get to know braxton he is awesome i'll definitely put the link for um to listen birds and the bees podcast is really awesome um and then yeah we'll just connect thank you so much for taking the time to come in again i can't stress enough how powerful this conversation has been with you're so welcome (laughs) thank you